As has been mentioned many, many times, uh, interactive screens are everywhere, touch screens. Uh, we use them all the time. Almost everybody today interacts with some kind of an interactive screen every day, uh, multiple times a day. In recent stats, 80% of Americans have a smartphone. Just over 50% have a tablet. About 20% have e-readers like Kindles. And then obviously laptops and, and plenty of other things are out there that are interactive in some way. And we're not even talking about smart speakers that you speak to and all that kind of stuff. Why is it good for digital signage? Is this, uh, is it just a little jump on the bandwagon? Oh, everybody's doing it, so I have to do it, keep up with the Joneses thing? Or is it a really good idea? So to explore that, we're going to talk with Jill Perardi, Creative Services Manager for Physix. Hello, Jill. Hello, Derek. And uh, hello, everybody out there. I'd like to thank Jill for talking to me today, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Okay, so what are the benefits of interactive signage? I'm a skeptic. Convince me. So it's not just jump on the bandwagon. It's not keeping up with the Joneses. There's definite benefits to having interactive signage with your digital signage. You can have a better audience experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, More information can be presented, more than just what's on your screen. See, interact with it, uh, touch it, learn more, play with it. Um, It can alleviate support staff. We've talked a lot about interactive wayfinding in the past and how people might stop your staff walking down the hallway looking for a room. If you replace that with a digital sign, they can find that on their own and go from point A to point B quickly and easily. can cut down on printing cost and waste. I'm not having to pass out this information. Now you got my attention. It saves me money? It saves you money. Wow. Yes. (laughs) And of course, it is very modern, very clean. People expect this. As you mentioned, over, I think you said over 80% of Americans have a smartphone. Over 50% have a tablet. I have both of those things. So I expect this. I want that interactive digital experience. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good starting point. I mean, there are, of course, there's more. There's much more to it, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Depending on how, what you're doing and how you're doing it, I mean, you can even have built-in ROI. Of course. To track who's doing what. Of course. You can track where people are going if you have an interactive wayfinding project. Um, oh, see, what, what, what's the popular spot? Yeah, what's the popular spot? What's your traffic problem? If people are searching for a particular room, why why is it that they're always looking for that room? Is it hard to find? Is it in a weird place? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have something like interactive hoteling, mm-hmm. people are reserving cubicles and workstations and offices and meeting rooms, maybe you can determine why are they always wanting this room? What technology is in this room or at this workstation that isn't at others? And that's why people are reserving it. The ROI is Maybe the heater works better or... Exactly. It's got a nice view. Exactly. The ROI may not necessarily be in um, actual financial gains. Uh It is in helping your business or your organization run better. It's showing that you are helping people communicate better Uh and understand and interact a little bit more and learn more with these interactive touchscreens. Sure, sure. And then obviously, like, like you said, you can get directories in there and some some interactive projects are essentially just like a donor board. Sure. Or a menu board. I mean, these are 
essentially super rich, deep directories. Absolutely. And it's not just a donor board. It is just a way for your organization to receive more donations in order to get their name, their name higher up on the list or in order to get a video with themselves. Or I didn't know that you had a foundation and this foundation intrigues me based on what is included in this interactive donor board. Mm. I want my name on this list of donors. I want to give to your foundation and support this cause. And the, the truth of the matter is, even though that's not technically the motivation behind donation, uh, with something like a donor board, you can supply, hey, here's a bunch of information about mm-hmm. this donor. It's advertising, it's branding for them as well. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. It's a, it's a win-win. There's also lower perceived wait times. Mm. So a big thing right now is that quick serve restaurants, two jump into mind for me right now, McDonald's and Panera. Those two come to mind for me because I've used them. Yeah, I, I, we have the McDonald's kiosks yeah. all over. Yeah, Miami. and I've used them for two reasons. One, I do this for a living, so I wanted to see what they did. And two, at the Panera recently, I did it because the line to order was so long. Hmm. So I could quickly run through that navigational interface, order my soup and salad, and get my food faster than if I had waited in line. So then why was why was there even a line? Why, was it, why wasn't everyone using the kiosk? At this particular location, there were three of them, and it was kind of tucked away from the register. Ah, yeah. sneaky for the observant only. Yes, and actually <laughs> when I used it, then I noticed a couple people jumped out of line and used it as well. Yeah, they said, ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so even if the wait time may not be shorter because my food, I'm still going to have to wait on that, it's mm. a perceived difference of I'm not standing there in that line. I'm going to go ahead and do this. Well, you got something to do. Yeah. And that helps That helps you sort of occupy the time. Sure. I always wonder about this concept of doing like a social media board or Twitter board or something. People do them? Yeah. Are they, are they interesting? Are they useful? Absolutely. They're interesting and useful. And this doesn't even have to be interactive. This could be in any kind of digital signage. At your large event, put your social media on a display. Let people use a particular hashtag and post to it and instantly see their post on the display. Up on see the them big display. in real time. Yeah. It could be interactive where you could you know, potentially like or something like that on the post, but it doesn't even have to be interactive. Interactive doesn't necessarily just mean touching a screen. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw this, my wife and I went to the uh, World Expo in Shanghai in 2010. The main sort of drag of the whole thing was this giant, was huge, huge, long, I'd say half a mile long, super high with this ceiling that had all of these video projections mm-hmm. on it. And you could take a picture of yourself and send it, I think it'd be a text message, and it would show up yeah. somewhere between 30 and 90 seconds later in up on the mm-hmm. and you know and people were loving it they yeah were just absolutely it all over the place absolutely and they're interacting with that they're not touching it but that's an interactive but that is an interaction. way yeah. yeah yeah for sure okay and obviously you know i also think of things like Translock and shuttle mapping. Mm-hmm. And you see this with Uber. We're, yeah. Again, we're getting used to it. I can see the little cars. Yeah. And I, we, oh, there's a whole clump of them here. Yeah. And yeah. I can see my car moving. We have the Uber scooters in Atlanta. Mm. And if I'm trying to find a scooter, well, yeah, there's 10 of them here on the street corner. I can, you know, touch and see which ones have battery life and everything else before I hop on my scooter and potentially run someone off the sidewalk or break a leg. But it's a great way to get around. One of the things that people talk about is how we can use digital signage in general to affect behavior. Of course. Right. So then you get into things like energy dashboards and 
energy dash- dashboards, uh, key performance indicators, mm-hmm. how many open tickets do you have in some sort of a support queue or a project management queue, an energy dashboard. That's a great way to run a competition. Mm. Is this side of the building unplugging their phone charger at night, turning their lights off and their computer monitors at night? Let's see which side of the building can get down to a minimal amount of energy usage and consumption. Let's, let's kill the vampire load. Mm-hmm. Let's call it, call it the Van Helsing project. Yes. <laughs> okay, so not just touch screens. I know there used to be, I assume they still exist, these overlays you could stick on a regular sure. screen and it kind of sort of made them interactive yeah. in a kind of a clunky way. Yeah, absolutely. And not necessarily always a clunky way. I mm. mean, it, it would make it interactive. Uh, so there's touch screens with the touch built into it with interactive sensors. There are touch overlays. Um, you can become interactive, like you just mentioned, with social media. That's interacting with that display by getting right. something on it. But I had to interact with my phone and text something to get it up there. You can also talk to it. You can have voice-activated displays. Take a non-touch display, have your microphone, like your Google Home or Alexa concept, mm-hmm. and develop to turn that display into an interactive one. So people just come up and go, hey, man. Show me that energy dashboard, and it will change screens oh, really? and show so you that can, energy it's dashboard. Not just, it's not just uh, wayfinding. It could be anything. Oh, absolutely. It could be. You, you have a command in there. Show me the soup menu for today. Right. What's 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 on at the cafe for lunch? Yeah. Uh-huh. Show me today's soups. I'd like to place an order. You know, you can wow. get pretty advanced with your programming that's, for your keywords. That's, that, I got to say, that's, that's pretty cool. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. So that's one way to interact with these things. And then uh, I know we've talked in the past about hotspots, which are the, what are they? They're like little works of art, kind of. They're little things on the screen that launch something. Absolutely. So you could take your traditional digital signage, your announcements, your messages, a, a news ticker, your weather, whatever, and have a little piece of artwork on the screen, a hotspot button. And when you touch it, then the screen changes to your interactive wayfinding, to your directory of people or events or whatever's going on in your building. And again, you don't have to touch it. You can talk to it. Right. And what would be a piece of interactive artwork could be instructions on what to say in order to launch that sort of thing, in order to launch your interactive wayfinding, your interactive directory, and interact with those items in that way. And yeah, obviously wayfinding is a big thing. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we actually talk about that at length uh, uh, on another podcast. Yes. I mean, is that is that the number one use in your experience of interactive? You know, it just depends. It depends on the customers, of course. I mentioned earlier quick serve restaurants. They're not going to have interactive wayfinding, but a corporate customer, a higher ed customer, healthcare, hospital customers, it's really important to have at least an interactive directory or an interactive floor map where I can see where I'm going or where who I can find in this building, what rooms, what departments are in this mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. That's very, very popular in those markets. Mm-hmm. And then what about just pure directories? People do directories with no wayfinding? Oh, absolutely. Because your building may not be difficult to navigate. They just don't know what floor to go to to find somebody or find a department. And right. once you get there, you have static signage or other digital displays that are showing you what's on this floor, arrows on which direction to go. So my building isn't that difficult to navigate, but I don't even know which floor to go to in order to find that person, that department, that room that I'm looking for. Right. We only have one staircase right. and one elevator bank, but we are six floors. Right. And I was in a medical office building yesterday. 
I know my doctor's name. My doctor recently moved into that building. I didn't know which floor he was on. So I could easily find that with their digital directory, hop in the elevator. When I got up there, there were only two suites on that floor. So it was very easy to find. But even sort of behind the curtain, we can use interactive things as well. I can't, I think of office hoteling and... Office hoteling, workstation hoteling, meeting rooms. I need to book a meeting room. I don't want to walk all the way down the hallway or my favorite meeting rooms are on the third floor and I'm located on the first floor. I don't know if that room is open right now, but I'm not at my desk. I'm not looking at Exchange or another event, a Google Calendar or whatever we're using. I'm up and walking around and I go to this central display or one of many displays and I could find what is available right then and there. I can book it right then and there, um, whether that be a meeting in a conference room or a workstation for hoteling. I've forgotten my laptop and I'm waiting on IT to get me that backup laptop. I can go ahead and book my workstation or whatever it might be. I'm in a hurry and I need to find out where my meeting is because I've forgotten my phone I back totally at my desk. Totally forgot. You already yeah. died. I, I forgot yeah. to charge it. Yeah. yeah. I've forgotten I it back at my toilet. desk. I, yeah. It's sitting in a bag of rice right now, drying out. And, <laughs> and a diaper. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know where to go. Hmm. I can look on this display. I can find my meeting room quickly. And if quickly, I'm late easily. one more time, they are going to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that happen. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about uh, donor boards earlier. It's it's more than just a list of names, right? Absolutely it is. So with donor boards, you can include, of course, names. A lot of people want to include maybe the giving level in which someone has donated, but then also make those interactive. Your top donors or every donor, if you want, add a photo, add a video, add a bio, allow them to... A link to their website. Yeah, a link to a website if it's a corporation that is donated. Hmm. Um, Include information on the campaign itself. Include ways to give. Can someone give from this touchscreen? Does this launch my giving webpage? And someone can go through the prompts there. Hmm. Yeah, and really just allow that to be interactive to include more information. Some people with donor boards, it's not even a list of names. Maybe it is donors within a park and they want to show who donated for this memorial bench right what is this tree planted for and who wayfinding to that bench yeah absolutely (laughs) and we've done projects like that for customers Hmm. they might also want to include history of the organization of the school of the company on something like that history of the hospital or the foundation itself what are different programs what years did this happen who are some of the key donors or highlighted donors. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. all of that can be included in more than just a list of names. Sure, right. Again, because you can really nest all of this. And like you said, you can have images, you can have video, you can have links to stuff if it's if you've got web connections uh, on your screen. Absolutely. And it, you know, more information can be pre- presented in these mm-hmm. interactive projects. When you use a website on your computer, you're not just looking at what's on the home screen and what's within your monitor. Yeah, no. You're scrolling, you're touching, you're moving around. It's the same concept. Right. This is just integrated typically with your digital signage or a digital signage platform to make management and, and use easier. Right. I mean, one of my favorite things is the menu board for on-site food, drink service, especially if you can get down into that, you mm-hmm. know, because the questions I ask myself, oh, I wonder what's in this. Yeah. Click. Oh, that's what's in this. Yep. Oh, I wonder, you know, is, mm, gosh, I don't know, I've been eating a lot of pie lately. Do they have something sweet that's healthier? Oh, yes, they do. Right. Look at your calorie counts. Really dive into it. Use this. Use your menu boards as an opportunity for someone to see what the food looks like. The actual food. See the actual food. If you're trying to promote a new salad or a new sandwich or whatever, show a photo of that on there as well. Have someone touch it. Do a 360 of it. See the calorie count. Whatever. please make sure that it's a good 
quality picture. Absolutely. Out of focus, washed out. This pixelated. Is not, yeah, pixelated. This is not going to make people say, oh, I want to eat that. Yeah, no, definitely not. Make sure it's a quality photo. And all of these should be quality designs. Right. It needs to kind of be a given, even though it's not. It's interesting. I, I can't remember the statistic off the top of my head, but it was something crazy like companies that implement the menu board, they find it really drives traffic to their, let's just say, cafe or mm-hmm. cafeteria or whatever. And the average amount of time it takes to pay it off mm-hmm. is 18 months. Oh, wow. And after 18 months, give or take, it's paid for itself. It's just maintenance costs at that point. So worthwhile. And the thing is, we call it a menu board and a social media board mm-hmm. and a donor board. It's the exact same technology. Absolutely it's just it is. what you're putting on it. Absolutely it is. Yeah, you can use the exact same concepts for development and design. And if you're using a digital signage platform or if you're using something like Chrome, if it's HTML5, for example, it's all the same concepts. Mm-hmm. There's just different names based on what you're putting on these displays. Mm-hmm. And we would talked briefly about social media boards earlier. And you were saying you could, it doesn't even have to be interactive. You could just stick it up on your regular digital mm-hmm. signage, which is what I think most people do with that. There's always a danger, of course, is if you have an interactive screen and people can, I don't know what, post onto your Facebook page, someone's going to type something <clears throat> yeah. less than salubrious. Right. You want to <laughs> probably make sure, I'm going to back up, definitely make sure you're <laughs> using a social media aggregator. If you're opening this up to your students, your public, yeah. I would hope employees wouldn't do something like that, but you never know. So I would consider a social if media it's aggregator. Maybe they would. Yeah. So what does that mean? What's a social media aggregator? Well, social media aggregators typically take your social media content. Um, you can add filters to remove dirty words, dirty photos, negative. You, I always think that you should leave up some negative information. Sure. It makes it human. Not no company, no organization, no person is perfect so if you get a just like nobody ever wins an election with 99 percent of the vote <laughs> right right so if you if you get a review that's somewhat negative grow from it address it grow from it right but you don't want salacious content that reflects negatively in other ways on your display or just silly you know you get people who just go like mm-hmm. slayer rules right or you know whatever right exactly <laughs> and then uh another thing i always find very interesting are these uh what we call the dashboards energy dashboards building dashboards uh, water use it, how fast is it how real time is it if i look on the energy dashboard and i see like i know we're having an initiative to try and reduce energy usage in the building and i see a bunch of offices with the lights on mm-hmm. and i go and turn them off can i then just sit there and wait for it to change on the screen sure if that's how you've developed it to do so uh-huh yeah, it has to do with the coding in the back end and how often your content refreshes. But if you want people to have that instant gratification, consider that. That, that could be cool, It right? could be cool. Consider that. Turn them all off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you want this to be interactive and not just that I'm walking down the hallway and turning off a light and coming back to see what happened, you know, have it designed so that people can look at energy consumption versus water consumption versus whatever else you want to include in it. This is right. how much we've Recycling. recycled. Right. This is how much paper we haven't used this week. Exactly. So those can all be made interactive as well. Right, right. Transportation uh, is a big one. I know we, we talked again briefly about this. It could be internal shuttles. It could mm-hmm. be even linked to just the, the greater world at large. Mm-hmm. Public transportation, taxis. Yeah. Yeah. Show that taxi schedule or that train schedule, bus schedule. Mm-hmm. Let people click through it to see the routes that they want to see 
Not all routes will pertain to everybody. So make that interactive. Allow people to choose the route they're looking for so they can see what time that bus is supposed to arrive. Right. Or if it's running behind. And there there are flight boards also. Yeah, absolutely. Where that makes sense. I mean, maybe in Central Park in New York, that would be weird. Right. Right. Certainly at some place near an airport, at a hotel near an airport, Mm -hmm. at a hotel, honestly, not near an airport. Yeah, because you have conferences. You have business travelers. You're at a conference center, a convention center, and people are leaving from a trade show that day. Mm -hmm. Allow people to find their flight, check the flight status. Um, Yes, we can do all of these things typically on our cell phone or a lot of these things on our cell phone but my concern is always how much battery do i have because i have to use that to get through security Uh, and to board the plane and i'm also going to be catching up on emails in the uber on the way to the airport plus i gotta get my 45 minutes of cat videos in each day absolutely I'll, I'll, i'll lose it absolutely and so if i have the opportunity to maybe not use my battery because it's at 40 percent and i'm freaking out <laughs> then i will use that display in that conference center to find my flight information that's a, that's a very interesting I, I, i've basically you're trying to save people time essentially but now that you say that, I also think you're trying to save people time and juice. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. You're trying to save them battery. Exactly. Like, it's, it, a, yeah. it's a service. If I don't have to take it out, it's not like it's arduous to take my phone no. out. Obviously, I do it every 10 minutes just to I'm going to do this where you go, mm-hmm. I wonder what time it is. And then right. you look at something and you forget what time it is. And then you're was. sucked in. And yes. And then you go, oh, no, I wonder what time it is. And yeah. You do this five times and you're just like, what's it going to be like when I'm 80? But if I could... Uh, not have to do that and just oh there's the screen oh there's there's the information i wanted how did it know mm-hmm. that's that's uh, that's pretty fantastic and you're saving me battery absolutely so yeah there you go save people money and time and and electricity <laughs> and obviously you can do custom projects i mean you guys do this a lot in your department yep absolutely i talked about history and timelines of organizations those are mm-hmm. great interactive projects um, unique projects like what dorms are on this campus? What do they look like? Because this display is in a housing office mm. where new students on campus are coming to sign up for housing. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a two bedroom with a shared bathroom, or I'm looking for my own space. Vegan or friendly. Right. Or I'm <laughs> looking for a building near a dorm near a particular building on campus where most of my classes are going to be held. Make that an interactive project on an interactive display. I saw one, I think you guys both, that did exactly mm-hmm. this. It was super cool. It's it was super really cool. Interesting. Yeah, it was a great project to work on. Um, housing was very competitive for the universities in that area of the yes. country. Yes, yes, and yes, this yes. was a way to take it to the next level and be useful. Right. So they looked modern. They looked cool and they were providing a service to students, prospective students and their parents to help them find a dorm room or a particular dorm that was going to suit their needs. Right. And if I remember right, didn't they also duplicate it on the web as well so people could see it remotely? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you'd say timelines. It may sound like, oh, really, a timeline? How boring. But uh, and in the city of Manchester in England, their library, they redid the whole library, mm-hmm. and they have this fascinating, it's a whole line of interactive screens that just tells the whole history of the library of mm-hmm. the city of Manchester, how it's changed over mm-hmm. the years. I mean, I was there for... 
I just wanted to walk in, take a picture, and go, wow, it looks cool, and mm-hmm. walk out. And I was there for an hour and a half. Yeah, I love history. I think you do, too. So yeah. we would totally get sucked into that. But how cool is it that it's not just static? So if you saw something about a particular year, and they talk about some big event that happened in the city that year, or at your organization that year, your college campus, whatever it might be, I can touch that year. I can read more about it. I can yeah. watch a video on it. I see newspaper clippings on it. And then, then it I would close suggest, those and yeah. move on to the next. And then it would suggest, hey, if if, you, if this is if if what's catching your eye about this is that it's you know whatever the silk industry, mm-hmm. then go to screen thirty two over there for yeah. more about that. You know, yeah, like that. absolutely. It's so cool. So much you can do with the historical timeline to really garner interest. Yeah, I, I've I've been making the joke lately that good digital signage should prevent people from taking out their phones because that's the thing. Uh, we have so much information mm-hmm. here, and it gets easier. I, I've got a smart speaker, a Google Home, and at first I thought it was just a silly toy. But yes, it's a step saver for me to just be sitting on the couch and say, hey, what won the Best Picture Oscar in 1986? Well, also, you said it just a while ago. You take your phone out of your pocket all the time to look at the time, as do I. Yeah, I if you have it. something as basic as time on your digital signage... yeah. Then I can look there because the minute I take my phone out, then I see I've got a couple of text messages right. and some notifications from Instagram. I'm done. I'm yeah. done because I'm dying to know what those are because that's who we've become. Um, and instead, I <laughs> so can just sad. see the time on my digital signage and get sucked in there and right. realize that I want to learn more about whatever is in addition to this time here on the screen. Right. I, I want to find I my way. What time I want to. Is. Oh, is that cake? Do they have cake at the... They do have cake. Right. I'm going to go get cake. Right. So you see how it works on our phones. There's no reason why you can't do that exact same thing on your digital signage. Make it interactive. Allow people to explore. I mean, it is is interesting that we're just creating this uh, information-rich environment, not just on our little screens Mm -hmm. that we interact with, but in the physical spaces we inhabit. Absolutely. Pretty interesting. So interactive, it's not just touch screens. There's a lot lot of different ways to be interactive Mm -hmm. from uh, getting people to follow some kind of a call to action to posting stuff on it Mm -hmm. to voice interfaces to who the heck knows what's going to be in the future right we're all waiting for that minority report right you know exactly the gesture interface when that was a real company who was actually in the process of creating that yeah when they decided yeah and gesture interfaces are a thing, absolutely, they are. You just got to make sure that it, your your project is designed to match the gestures. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Certain gestures, it goes, please not that gesture. Well, <laughs> well, and I'm thinking more. You know, if you've got your traditional digital signage, you've got a little piece of interactive artwork like a hotspot. If you've got gesture technology, how difficult is it going to be for someone to touch that little bitty section with just a gesture? Yeah, yeah, that's so. True. Yeah, yeah, so just consider that as well. Right. But I've yeah, even seen more that they're than working touch. on on eye tracking things that Mm -hmm. you can do it they're trying to get that technology Mm -hmm. as well where you just look at a part of the screen kind of stare it down and it says oh okay you must want me to activate this hotspot of course rfid integration is huge for touch screens or for interactive too not just touch Uh walk up with an rfid badge it sees who you are and it knows what content to show you based on your preferences or Uh the kind of information that you've input when you got that rfid badge right it goes hi jill Mm mm-hmm Here's information on shoes. Absolutely. <laughs> and and barbecue. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I say I will take all of it. New shoes and barbecue. Right. And then for me, it's books and uh, and beer. Right. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today, Jill. Uh, super interesting 
ideas out there about interactive. Honestly, if you're done doing some kind of interactivity in some way, shape, or form, I kind of feel like you're you're, you're missing the boat, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, don't miss the boat. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.